you just want a little bit more of the Patricks in your life. We understand how it is. Aguiloa trying to make up for it. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown! Alabama wins! Pat's interference. I, I think Alabama makes it to the college football playoff. I've got what I feel could be the number one playmaker in college football. Baker Mayfield. Dude's a stud. I'm 5'7", 130. Do you think I'm big enough to be either David Robinson or Tim Duncan? Get ready. It's going to be a good year. What is good, everybody? Welcome to a new era of Pat's Interference. If you feel a little different today, it's well, it's because we're a little different from here on out. This is episode 14, and we are now solely a college football podcast. If you'd like to know the reason for that, well, that's at the very beginning of episode 13. For those of you who are new to the podcast, this is a college football podcast, and we are in week six of college football, so you chose a weird week to um, to really get invested in our podcast, but thank you for joining. I'm Patrick Brickman, joined by my co-host, the beautiful Patrick Norwood. How are you doing out in North Carolina, buddy? I'm, I'm doing great out in North Carolina. It's getting a little chilly. Need to slip on need to slip on a flannel yeah, or a nice I'm still jacket. In, I'm still in Florida as of the recording of this podcast, and I can't relate. I haven't been able to relate, actually, for the, maybe the last four Five years. Yeah, I was about to say it's like what the low of seventy eight, pretty much every single day. The low of like eighty seven. I don't know what you're talking about. Low of seventies. Oh, seventies would be incredible, boy. No, we're oh, talking. No. We're talking. It's it's still getting into the mid nineties here uh, during the day. It's insane. Um, but luckily, again, I'm moving to Birmingham. People, I got a new job on. I start on Monday. If you're listening. It's probably Thursday or Friday, because I'm going to upload this uh, via Thursday morning. Uh, this is our national podcast. If you want to hear the Alabama, our final Alabama podcast, again, that's episode 13. That was uploaded Wednesday It was. Morning. And uh, it so, was. yeah, enough about me. If you want to hear more about me, again, go listen to 13. You should listen to every episode, by the way, uh, going all the way back to 2015. Yes, you absolutely should, just to hear how we've grown. It's like binging your favorite Netflix show. Very proud of you, Brick. We're, we're, we're all very proud of you. We're all we're really looking forward to what you can do in Birmingham. They're, they're getting a good one, and they don't, they don't know it yet. They know they're getting a good one. They don't know what they're getting yet. Well, yeah, I, it's, thank you. It's going to be a rude awakening. Thank you. Uh, thank you for saying that. I'm proud of you for thank everything, you. For, for the job you did in your first season in minor league baseball. Um, if you were, yeah, right. uh, let's say you were on the field, just imagine, because you're again, uh, again, if you're new to the podcast, Patrick Norwood is not a minor league baseball player. But if he was a minor league baseball player, and we were comparing to what he accomplished this year uh, in his media job to what he would be doing if he had been on the field, I'm talking like a like a a 450 batting average with maybe Whoa. you're pushing 60, 70 home runs. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a minor league record, if I'm not mistaken. You you want to hear you want to hear a fun fact. 145 you, RBIs and 68 still 69 stolen bases. That's my boy. There you go. Uh, you want to hear a fun fact? I love fun facts. So G-Man Choi, do you know the name? Uh, you mean the the great Durham Bull? He was a Durham Bull and then got called up. He's a left-handed first baseman, somewhat of a heavy set uh, Korean fellow. Incredibly nice, very very gifted baseball player, especially for his size. He is a left-handed hitter who hit three hundred or three sixty-seven. 
against lefties this year. This year? Yeah. Is this their and future starting first baseman? Yeah. Oh, sweet. He's one of them. They rotate, but... The Tampa Bay Rays will have a World Series within the next two years. I... Nope. Guaranteed. Stop, Stop it. All right. Let's hey, get into the college football. No, what the Braves are in the playoffs. Hey, the Braves are in the playoffs, buddy. Don't... We can deviate don't. from football every now and then. Please don't. Look, the Braves are in the playoffs, but I'm not feeling good about it, man. If we were playing the Cubs, I'd feel better. Or even the Rockies, I'd feel better. The Dodgers beat us five (laughs) five out of the seven times we played them this year. Bruh, you have the youngest, most exciting, and most motivated young team in baseball. But because you're a Braves fan... I mean, I understand it. I really do. Because I'm 14 a in a row fan. without a World Series. Look, you don't understand because you're a Marlins fan, and every time you get to the playoffs, you just don't lose. No, but you have the same defeatist attitude that, that Georgia Bulldog fans had until they got Kirby Smart. You know, hurts, like that. Everything, you, know, you're right. you, know, you know, like before Smart, when it was Ricked, and it was like, yeah, I mean, Georgia's well on their way to a 10 win season, but their fans were just, they just knew. Or Clemson before Clemsoning ended. You know, they just knew that it was going to go south at some point. Yeah. Texas A&M with Sumlin, uh, post-Manziel. They'd start off and they'd get all the way up to, like, number seven, and they'd start off 5-0, and oh, and they just knew. But Georgia, Georgia Bulldog pre-Kirby Smart is the perfect way to describe you as an Atlanta Braves fan. And I'm not saying you're wrong for that. You're actually I've absolutely right for that. But the Braves actually may very well have a World Series within the next three years, and I want you to know the, that. The Atlanta Braves Get yourself have won a bullpen. one World Series. Get yourself a bullpen. I was two years old. Look, I, I just can't do it to myself. All right, let's get into the football. Well, let's talk about this. We talked about the uh, ULL Alabama game in uh, episode 13. ULL. Starting next week, we will just include Alabama in this episode and this podcast, and we'll just go from there. Um, Georgia and Tennessee, 38-12 from for 185 Holyfield for 78. Another day at the park for Georgia at home, especially. Uh, Syracuse at Clemson was a different story. Obviously, Clemson, with all the storylines, last week with Kelly Bryant leaving, Trevor Lawrence comes in, and everybody says, well, what's going to happen if Trevor Lawrence gets hurt? Well, we found out on Saturday, because Trevor Lawrence had a, uh, a stinger, I guess they're calling it a sprain in his neck, but he took a shin to the neck. Um, before that, they didn't look super impressive. Um, you know, it was a, a kind of a back and forth game and not in like a really great way. Etienne is still, you know, the running back that he has been he, 27 carries for 203 yards and three touchdowns, but Clemson really was struggling until very late in this game. Yeah. It, um, it was almost, it was almost a complete repeat of their previous year against Syracuse because yes. uh, Kelly Bryant went down in that game with a concussion and they, Syracuse yep. at home that year was able to hang on and win and um, Clemson had three turnovers on Saturday uh, they did outgain and outpossess uh, Syracuse but Syracuse hung with them Syracuse hung tough and really gave them a good game at home uh, Brick is it is it time to panic a little bit if you're a Clemson Tiger or is this a fluke game only only if the quarterback situation, if this persists, which the news really today was that Lawrence should be fine. I actually think he might be playing this upcoming game, but I'm not hitting the panic button on Clemson 
because this has been their this has been the case for them all year long. And they actually escaped yeah. this game. They're still undefeated and they're still ranked in the top four. I think they're falling to four yep. now in light of this instead of three. Um, but they're fine. I, I th- Clemson's still they their their defense is still fantastic. They're still figuring themselves out and offensively they're about where they were last year, regardless of who's playing quarterback. The, the good news for Clemson is, A, they got a great coach. B, they've got a very weak schedule. and The easiest road out of any contender to the playoff, except for maybe Notre Dame right now. And then, C, they've done this before. Yeah. Except the last two years, they lost this game. This year, they actually came out on top. And they came back. It was a very gutsy comeback. Um, what's the quarterback's name? Uh, Chase Bryce. Chase Bryce did not play well immediately after coming in, but he uh, figured it out, and he actually played very well in that fourth quarter. Made a clutch fourth down throw, um, set them up to win. So no, I'm not. I'm not hitting the panic button for Clemson. I still feel very, very confident in in my pick to put them in the playoff. I'm not backing off of that pick, uh, even with what happened, even with Kelly Bryant leaving. I uh, may I go yeah. on a small soapbox about this quarterback thing, please. Okay, so. College football fans, in my opinion, not all of them, but when you encounter a... Okay, I'm not even going to get on that. I'm, I'm going to steer away from where I'm going with this. But I have seen a lot of people trashing Kelly Bryant. A, a lot of Alabama fans I'll even, I'll even throw in there. Um, but from everywhere, trashing Kelly Bryant and his deci- decision to leave. And you, it's a very sim- similar situation to what you have at Alabama with um, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts deciding to say... Kelly Bryant deciding to leave. Neither of them made a right or wrong choice. Can I just say that? Yeah. Do you feel the same way? I don't know how you feel. We haven't talked about the Kelly Bryant thing since I don't, it happened. I, I'm not. I'm not worried about the choice. It's the comments. It's it's the constant. Oh, I'll just go to the media and say, oh, it feels like a slap in the face. It feels like they don't appreciate what I did. I asked them to do. My biggest problem with the Kelly Bryant thing was, oh, they I did everything they asked me, or yeah, I did everything they asked me to do. No, you didn't. Your biggest game of your career to this point was to beat Alabama, and you did not score a touchdown. So don't sit here and say, oh, I did everything they wanted me to do. No, you didn't. I'm going to play devil's advocate for him because, obviously, it was a very emotional time for him. But I'm going to take it back to uh, earlier this year, uh, Fan Day at Alabama, where Jalen Hurts was thrown into a pretty um, emotional situation, and he didn't speak as you know as well as uh, Kelly Bryant has was right about a lot of things in what he said he hasn't been a problem he has represented the university well and the same was always said about Jalen Hurts yeah they they maybe they maybe shouldn't have said what they said but he still had the right to say it um he's no longer a part of the team but the people tell you know acting like he's a he's a horrible teammate and here's the thing he's he's a senior and people he's doing he's he's trying to extend his career here they put a they put a rule in place this year where he can play four games and still redshirt. Right, this is probably his last year playing quarterback. Mm. He, get, he, get, he gets one more year of being a starting quarterback probably in college football. Now, in his mind, because he's Kelly Bryant and he has to... He's Kelly Bryant. It's his life. He has to believe that he can go to the NFL. He's not going to go to the NFL on the bench at Clemson this year. That's Him finishing his career that way does not get him to the NFL. And next year for Jalen Hurts who also probably should at least himself, if nobody else does, he should believe that he's an NFL quarterback. He won't go to the NFL backing up Tua. So no. Hertz decided to stay, but he can still transfer. He's still got a year of eligibility left. Bryant's a senior. I don't care that he's leaving in the middle of the year. I really don't. 
he's redshirting because that rule was put in place. It's not a bad choice for him to do that. It's like not I, selfish. but like I said, I'm not. It's not the decision to leave in redshirt. I'm, oh, I'm fine not arguing with, that. with you. I'm arguing with what I've seen all over Twitter. Yeah, no, 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 week. and I understand that. But it's it's not. That's not my point. My point is, you you just don't just keep your mouth shut, man. Why do you have to go and say, oh, this just feels like a slap in the face? He's better than you. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, I'm sure you feel like crap. Yeah, you have done a lot for the program. But guess what? Sometimes you're just not the best option. That's life. Like, that sucks. Here's the other part of this. Here's the other part of this. The players are the ones that always make the sacrifice here. Okay, so say... um, Shoot. Uh, let me think of... I, I won't go to head coach. I'll go... I'll go... Uh, okay, so say somebody went up to Mike Loxley this year. Uh, let's say mm. LSU approached Mike Loxley or any other SEC team and said, all right, take it or leave it right now. $10 million a year, you're our head coach. They're going to take it. Yeah. The player they has to look out for him. It's It's different... No, it, you're you're making a good point. You're making a good point, but it's to me it's it's a situation where I'm I'm just I'm not solely convinced that Kelly Bryant's going to get out of the situation unscathed. I, I think his reputation may take a hit. I don't think whether, he will. If Hertz is fine, Hertz said whether that's that right or wrong, right along that line, and now Hertz is a, is a hero at Alabama again. Yeah, he is. I'm talking about Bryant. But I'm saying Brian will be fine. Everybody will forget what he said the moment he takes his first snap at his next school, or before then even, wherever that is, sure. probably all. So let's let's look ahead. Where does Clemson go from here? Because Clemson, I mean, their, their schedule is not that tough. No. Uh, you know, from here on out, do you see them slipping up, though, at any point? Prior to, prior to the playoff, I, re- I still don't. There'll 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 be games that are closer than I might have predicted preseason. Um, they still got to play like uh, you know. I'm trying to think. Of, I mean, South Carolina. Yeah, but even FSU's much less of a threat than I thought they'd be preseason. Um, I I don't know that Duke's on their schedule. Um, Virginia Tech is not on their caliber. Uh, Syracuse, by the way, is a tough team. They're not bad. They're really not bad. They're not great. On, on Clemson's schedule, they go uh, my sweetheart uh, this upcoming week. Yeah. Ouch. No slip. They up go by week. They get NC State, your sweetheart at home <laughs> at FSU. No. Louisville at home. Definitely at not. Boston College. Uh, Duke at no. home. South Carolina at home. If I'm being honest, their toughest game that I heard out of that might be Boston College. And who's not been spectacular. And then if they make the ACC championship, that will probably, in my opinion, be Miami, who they destroyed last year with the same team. I might take Virginia Tech if I'm being honest. Yeah, well, yeah, Virginia Tech still doesn't have the um, the conference loss. That's no. a good point. But yeah, they lost that, to but I mean, that's my thing is I don't I don't think Virginia Tech could necessarily beat them. But I won't be surprised if Virginia Tech wins their division and makes it to the ACC championship game. They could slip up. They've played flat at times this year. But again, the last two years, Clemson had this game. 
and by the end of the year, they figured it out. And Clemson was number one going into the playoff last year for a reason. Interesting fact from this game. Uh, Chase Bryce was the backup quarterback. Do you know who would have come in if Chase Bryce would have gone down? Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro, the man who will never graduate, as it seems. I'm pretty sure he was. Uh, I feel like he's been there forever. Yeah, he, I think he used to play with C.J. Spiller and Sammy Watkins. And Sammy I think, Watkins. I think he was who there with, was uh, with DeAndre Bowden. Hopkins. Yeah, I think he was there when Bowden was coaching. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? Tommy Bowden. Oh, <laughs> I was like, wait, was it what? Terry? Which Bowden was it? I think it was Tommy. There's too many. There are a lot of Bowdens, and none of them are right. Bobby. Let's move on. Uh, Auburn and Southern Mississippi. Auburn having another underwhelming day. Their fans seem really unhappy down in the Plains. Uh, I don't really want to discuss this too in depth. Stidham had 245 yards, and that looks good. Uh, I mean, the box score definitely looks better from this game than it did two weeks ago. It was a flat uh, game. It was a it was a very flat game. Yes. Yeah, um, it was. It was. Um, there was really uh, Auburn was never really in danger of losing this one. But listen to some of these stats. They only outpossessed Southern Miss by thirty seconds. Huh. Uh, their total yards—they had three hundred and forty total yards, which is pretty good, and seventeen first downs, which is also pretty good. They scored a touchdown in every quarter except the last quarter. They scored a field goal. But you look at Auburn and something's just off. Something's just missing. Now Cam the, Martin had 24 carries for 90 yards. The talk this week has been all about offensive struggles. They've been struggling on offense more and more each week. Little by little, it's getting worse. It's not getting better. 90 it, yards. What do you think Damian Harris over at Auburn's rival Alabama would do if he had 24 carries? Or for that matter, any of the running backs at Georgia, if they had 24 carries. You called it. You called it preseason. You thought they'd struggle because their offensive line was pretty inexperienced. And this offensive line has been good at times. And then when they're not good and they're getting worse as the season's going on, it's not been great. It's, it's not been great. It's not been great. It's been pretty ugly. Uh, and that's, that's being honest. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a situation where... I think Auburn is starting to realize maybe they don't have it together like they thought they did. Maybe, you know, this year isn't quite your year. Now, there's still time to turn around. We've seen, I mean, Auburn's done this time and time again where they look down and out and then all of a sudden they're unbeatable. You remember the game against Clemson last year when they looked lost. Yeah. Um, no, they that, it, it, they still essentially know. control their own destiny. I know that okay, technically LSU needs to lose. But for if they they essentially can, if they win out and every fan knows this right now and I know it's still early to to maybe talk like that in early October but if they do win out like they did last year at this point of the season but yeah no their defensive team when they thought they thought they'd have a much, their defense is still fantastic but their fans all yes. thought their offense would be a lot farther along yeah and it's it's just not it's just not so we'll see where Auburn goes from here. Uh, let's keep moving on. Washington uh, starting to show some headway. BYU maybe not as good as we thought. Browning going for 277 uh, and a couple touchdowns. West Virginia, Texas Tech, this game looked out of hand and then all of a sudden not out of hand. But you know who threw for 370 yards, my friend? Bootstraps, bootstraps. Bootstraps, Bill. Bootstraps, bootstraps, 27 for 41 for 370 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, 
Sims, uh, nine receptions for 138 yards and a touch. They've got a good receiving core there at West Virginia. Um, end of the first, first quarter, they were up 21-7. Uh, at halftime, it was 35-10, and the final was 42-34. I like this West Virginia team. Can I just say I that? I do too, but that's that's a lot of points to give up in the second half. I know they did. I know they did. I don't think West Virginia makes the playoff. I'm just kind of interrupting with my own, like, I just went off on my own little tangent here. No, go for I, they're it. still undefeated. They're still a playoff contender, technically. Yeah. I don't expect them to be in, but if I could, like, make a hypothetical... A hypothetical playoff of just teams I want to be in, they're in it. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. I like uh, I like Will Greer, that cheater. I like that cheater. And I really I like Davis Sills. I really like his story. Um, Dana Holgerson yeah. is one of my favorite head coaches in college football because he doesn't look like he should be a head coach. So I'm staring Dana him. Holgerson is looking rough. But he's uh, awesome. He's but looking he is awesome. rough. He looks He's awesome. The balding is bad. He's an shave awful. it. Dana, <laughs> shave it, dude. I like bad. him. I, I will. I like Dana Holgerson a lot. But um, no, offense I mean, held scoreless in the second half. Brick. Can we talk? What 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 week? What week are they going to be playing Oklahoma? I'm really looking forward to the um to the Kyler Murray versus Bootstraps Bootstraps game. That is the last week of the season, my friend. Oh man. If West Virginia, I need them to stay undefeated. And I need Oklahoma to stay undefeated. Because I want that to decide who's going. Uh, well, I, I take that back. It's the 23rd. Is that the last week of the season? Yeah, that's I rivalry I think that's the week. second last week, right? It's rivalry week. So, either way, that's, well, no, because that's got to be the second last week of the season. And then their next week's the bye week. Uh, I guess. I, I don't know. Uh, either way, they play Oklahoma uh, really late in the season, whether it's lost game or not. Eleven twenty-three. Um, yeah, that can't be because that's the next week would be Bedlam. That's Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. Yeah, good point. So you know, it's look, that's going to be a, a wild game. Will Greer's got one thousand four hundred and eighty-seven yards with seventeen touchdowns. All right, and that's with miss. That's Go, with the game being canceled. That's with the game being canceled. That's without playing a full game. Now, people really starting to get some headway to my prediction of uh, bootstraps. Hit me with it again. Bootstraps, bootstraps. I love it so much. Uh, Being a Heisman contender, right? Yeah, he's fine. The other guy they're looking at now had seven touchdowns on Saturday. Seven. At Oklahoma with Kyler Murray. Brick, what did you see in that game? They beat Baylor 66-33. to Kyler Murray had 432 yards. What are you seeing out of Oklahoma as we stand, and how much credit should we give to Kyler Murray being a Heisman contender? Absolutely, he should be getting credit. Oklahoma might have two Heisman winners in a row, and they're same position, different guys. Um, Kyler Murray is probably the best athlete in college football. I mean, I mean, he's already making $4 million playing baseball. He has $4 million guaranteed to play that sport if he decides to take it. And here he is throwing seven touchdowns against... Uh, Baylor's not great, but they're an FBS opponent. Um, you know, they're better than Hardly, who... but yeah. A lot of teams play in September. Uh, we don't really... We don't, you and I don't recognize Baylor as, as an institution of higher learning. But no. at the same time, they're an FBS opponent. Seven touchdowns is seven touchdowns, no matter who you play. Kyler Murray's fantastic. Um, if you're talking, we, we'll talk 
Heisman a lot more. We always kind of start our Heisman talk in in October. It's when we decide to start giving that discussion credence. But um, if you're looking at odds, Vegas odds or ESPN Heismanology or whatever term they've made up for that, um, they've still got two at one. Kyler Murray's now jumped to two. Will Greer's at three. Haskins fell to four. Haskins was at two last week. Didn't have a fantastic first half. Great, good fourth quarter, but first three quarters not very good against Penn State. So he's now moved to fourth. Mm. Those are your four mm. guys right now that are really the ones getting talked about. Let and me ask you, we're going to go through a couple teams right here. I'm going to just ask you buy or sell so that way we can speed this process up a little bit. You ready? Sure. Buy or sell Michigan. Sell. Only beat Northwestern by three. Patterson with 196 yards, and we still don't know if Michigan's any good. So, what did I say before we started recording? I called them um, above, above decent. decent. Above yeah. decent. They're an above decent team. Um, yeah, that game, uh, by the way, note, I did get that wrong last week. Jade and I were discussing it. On Google, it had Northwestern, or excuse me, Michigan as the home team. It also had Ohio State as the home team in their game. We'll get to that in a minute. But back to what we were discussing. Buy or sell Kentucky. Uh, I've been forced to buy them because I've picked against them so many weeks now in a row. I guess I'm going to buy them as, well, what am I buying them as? They're not, a, they're not a legitimate contender to Georgia, but I will buy them as potentially the best, the second best team in that division. Wow. That's huge. Cause the, my next question, buy or sell Florida. Sell. I'm still selling them. Hmm. You want an explanation? Um, <laughs> I do. I do. Well, no, I'm just I'm puzzled by Florida. I, I don't think that Florida's. I, I mean, if I'm buying them compared to what, I guess because no, they've already lost to Kentucky and they lost to Kentucky pretty convincingly. Um, yeah. And they played a Mississippi State team and beat them, uh, not handily, but not even they beat them thirteen to six. Um, but it wasn't. Neither neither of those two teams are good. Mississippi State is worse than everybody expected. Yeah. Last but not least for buy or sell. Okay, and I want you to take a step back here when I ask you this. Virginia Tech, buy or sell? Mm. Look, I know the Old Dominion thing. I get it. It was bad. I watched them live. Saturday night. The team looks pissed. <laughs> well, that's Let me good. tell you. That's good because I didn't see any of the Duke game. So you you could – I'm, I'm still going to say sell um, because okay. they worked – I, I don't blame you. I I'm, do not blame you. I'm still saying sell because I haven't – I didn't watch the Duke game. I was watching uh, – I was watching Ohio State at the time, and I was watching whoever was on before that at the time. But um, – they weren't dominant against FSU, and a lot of other teams have been. They lost to Old Dominion. I'm not buying them as a contender in that conference. And no, but a contender in their division? I mean, it's them or Miami. Right, but that's what I mean. And I'm not, okay, so buy or sell Miami then. <laughs> I mean, You're I not s- buying Miami. I've, I've been selling Miami hard since since all of last year. No, I remember. So, look, if I'm picking between that, I'm going to pick the team that actually gains momentum this week. I know, like, Duke's not great. I watched them play. They're terrible. All right? They're probably one of the 
worst top 25 teams I've seen live play football. Ryan Willis did throw for 332 yards. That's their backup. He had three touchdowns. Bud Foster basically implemented a brand new defense this past week. He did. Well, this past year, everybody on that defense was. Well, there. yeah, this past year, but especially this past week, they were going four. They were going four three, and then in the middle of the game, just switched and went three four. I, I've never seen that. Rayshard Ashby had uh, fifteen tackles. I mean, this look. They they were they look like they're headed in the right direction. I still am probably. <sighs> I'm still probably going to sell them, but I'm going to buy them as the division. Okay, I think so they could win that division. You still. still expect them to win that division. Um, Miami's not been playing terrible football since their atrocity against LSU. but No, not terrible, but not great. Not great, and neither is Virginia Tech. And nobody, no, Here's the funny thing. Nobody in the ACC has been great yeah. to, uh, like, to their standard. Now... Let's move on. I'm going to ask you about this game. I want you to, to talk about it a little bit because I was, like I Actually, said, I was I, I want to add one thing. Yes, please. The only team in the ACC that has played well to their expectations and to the standard set to them preseason has been my sweetheart. NC State was not supposed to be undefeated at this point of the season, although they didn't play their biggest game. But, Yeah. That, that, that's that been a weak conference this year. Probably the weakest Power 5 this year so far. Yeah. My, how the mighty fall. Uh, my, how quickly things can go awry, one might say. Oh, how the uh, turntables. Oh, how the turntables. Stanford at Notre Dame. I'm going to ask you to cover this game because I wasn't able to watch much of it. I just caught the highlights. I'm sure you sat down and watched it from start of the game till the final whistle. Tell yeah. me what you saw from Notre Dame. And I'm not going to ask you buy or sell. I'm going to ask you, are they a serious playoff contender? Why or why not? You and I might be fighting about Notre Dame a little bit this year. Because I we know you're not... fighting. I mean, we haven't fought yet, but my finger's on the, that button. I'm not going to lie. Um, yes, Notre Dame is a serious playoff contender. Um, they are going to be a team that has a very serious shot of making it. Are they They're a national trash? Are they a national championship contender? Probably not. Probably They're trash. Not. They've played. They have more wins against top twenty-five teams, current top twenty-five teams, than anybody this year. And both of those mm-hmm. wins, those were running away wins. Those were convincing wins over teams currently ranked in the top twenty-five. They also beat Vanderbilt by five. Exactly. Exactly. But. They've made a transition at quarterback that has been highly beneficial. Ian Book has been balling out. Ian Book has been great. He has been awesome. He uh, twenty four for thirty three for two seventy eight and four touchdowns. And that's the reason he is that much better for this offense than Wimbush. It's ridiculous that he that Wimbush started the year. When we look at the way that offenses look, the you know with Wimbush and with Book, I don't know yeah. where that got mess, mess, messed up. Book's been there for a couple years. This wasn't like a, a true freshman. Um, you yeah. know, it's hard to put in the true freshman. This is a clearly better quarterback for this offense, which is right. why I now go, I don't think they'll play a game like they did against Vanderbilt anymore. Because yeah. a huge Miles, part of that Vanderbilt game was the way Wimbush played. Miles Boykin, 11 catches for 144 yards and a touch. It just, I, I, can't, I can't put Notre Dame in the playoff right now. Who beat, I, I've look at their schedule, though. Look at their schedule. 
who beats them? And then you convince me that an undefeated Notre Dame doesn't get voted in by these guys that have been. No, I absolutely think they will. Back. I don't think they're going undefeated. They've I got USC them losing left. Uh, at Virginia Tech this weekend. Yes, that'll be a, that'll that'll be a huge barometer for us again. Even though it shouldn't be, I but could it see will. them losing at Northwestern. Northwestern's tough. I'll give you that. And I could see them losing at home against Syracuse. They have tough games, but none of them that I go, they're the worst team. So they'll have to slip up. No, 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 no. And I agree with you, but let me ask you something. Who are you taking between Clemson and Notre Dame if it comes down to that? Oh, Clemson. Yeah. Okay. Clemson. Well, Syracuse just almost knocked off Clemson. They sure did. So that's that's what I'm saying is I don't I'm not as sold on oh Notre Dame's just going to go undefeated and run the table. Uh, hey, let's go boy, over one more game. I didn't say game. they're in. I said they're a contender, and I will take them seriously as such. Okay. Uh, Ohio State at Penn State. Let's skip all the way to the end of the game, please. I, I don't even want to talk about the rest of the game. I don't want to talk about the fact that oh, Penn State so had much them there. Com- they had them completely against the ropes. They had them. This is the second game for Ohio State this year that I've said they're against the ropes. They are absolutely bowing out. What was the other one? And they've come back and won. What was the other game? TCU. That's right. TCU was playing them. uh, I think TCU was up by 14 at one point. But, uh, yeah, no, okay. So if you want to skip to the end of that game, because pretty much everything that was before that game was uh, Trace McSorley. Yes. And he, okay, played so you want, he played out of his mind again in a game that they're going to that they lost again. So we're we're going to skip to the end. It's a fourth and five, and Trace McSorley has two hundred something yards passing and one hundred seventy eight yards rushing, and has not been stopped all game. The best player on that field that day was Trace McSorley, and we go to a fourth and five, and Franklin calls a timeout, and then they trot out there, and then Urban calls a timeout. And they trot out there. And then Franklin calls another timeout because they have to get this because this is the ball game. They're trying to get in field yeah. goal position to win this thing. They call another one, and then they call a draw play to a running back that's averaging three yards a carry in this game. Not the 400-plus total yards from you're getting from McSorley in this one. No, no, no. We're going to go with a running back draw. That's, that's, that's hubris. That's just that's, – that's coaching hubris. Yeah. Because – he knows that if they get that, he looks like a football genius, right? But he it's, didn't. It's and now the it's the Seahawks throwing instead of running all over again. Yes, exactly. He might have thought he saw something there, and that's fine, but he was wrong. Yeah, he is. He was wrong, and it looked really bad. It looked really bad. What's even worse is James Franklin getting in a fight with a student after the game. Oh, just like Jimbo Fisher last year. Just look, it just so petty, just so dumb. No, and I feel bad for Penn State fans because, dude, they had it, man. They had it. They had it, and 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 it wasn't because, yeah, like it's easy to look at that fourth and five, but at the same time, Penn State let them back, and they they let. I mean, their their defense in that fourth quarter, it was so good, it was so good, and they were making Dwayne Haskins. Because I I've been huge, I've been on the Dwayne Haskins train this year. He's another guy where I yeah. look at his arm talent and go, wow, he's good. And he looked yeah. bad. He just looked, he was bad. He was rattled most of the game. They were getting after him. Um, they showed us that if you get Haskins out of the pocket, he's not, a, he's not that same quarterback. He's not elusive yep. and he's not good at throwing on the run. That, that was what they did. Right? They weren't yeah. even playing contain. They weren't trying to contain him in the pocket. They were trying to flush him out. So, yep. and it was perfect. But in the fourth quarter, 
they got they were so bad on defense. I mean, I mean, Ohio State receivers were running wide open. So yeah, yeah it was they couldn't be stopped. It was and a full I, team collapse. Give, it wasn't just give Ohio Franklin. State some credit too for plugging along. No, absolutely. You know? They they won this game just as much as Penn State lost it, but I think it's way more Penn State lost it. But and it, but on the other on the other hand, this is a lot like Notre Dame, in my opinion. Ohio State mm. won what was probably what should be their toughest game on their schedule this year. So I yep. feel I still feel very and tech, and probably Clemson just did too. Um, we don't know more less about Clemson and the rest of their schedule, but Ohio State they've got uh, they'll have Michigan State and they'll have Michigan left. But that was if that if there was a game that was going to keep them out of the playoffs, uh, aside from a thirty-one point loss to Iowa that we don't expect. No, they just won't. Uh, other games around college football this week: uh, LSU knocks off Ole Miss. They're looking more and more like a contender. The uh, Union of Cauliflower knocking off Pitt because <laughs> Pitt, and I'm sure UCF will consider that a big power five win and throw that in everybody's faces when they don't get in the playoff because they don't deserve it. Football uh, already talked about right Mississippi now. State and Florida, um, and I, I think that'll that'll do it. Except for one little segment that you and I hold very near and dear to our hearts. Do you want to go first, or do you want me to this week, buddy? You take it first. I've got lots more Wait to say. for it. Oh. Like now that it's done uh 56 24 over rice i described this game to jade uh that it's like dating your ex wake, wake force yes it's like wake it's Forest like your current girlfriend meet, like, meeting your ex-girlfriend uh yeah i i definitely said girlfriend too and definitely not boyfriend uh which she pointed out my buddies pointed out that it was a little weird that i consider myself the girl in this relationship. <laughs> but look, you're right. It is. They're my sweetheart. You know? You're an emotional it, guy, you know? I, I wear my heart on my sleeve. I'm not afraid to cry. I'm not. And you know what? Wake made me cry. You are not I'll, Fergie Ferg. No, I'm not. Big girls do cry. <laughs> Good God. Uh, 56-24. Hartman throwing for 241 yards. Let's go. They put up 42 points in the first half? They were up 42 to 3? You think they don't care about me? Keep Greg going. Dorch, in all seriousness, Greg Dorch is playing a hell of a season. Greg Dorch is stupid good. He's got 11. He had 11 catches for 163 yards. The, he's been ridiculously good. Putting all the sweetheart and all the joking aside, he's got 45 catches for 550 yards this year. This is and probably he's a sophomore. This is probably the worst segment we do yet. We do it anyway because it's our podcast. He's he's five nine, and he has five hundred and fifty five yards with five touchdowns. Right, and who's going to beat that? Uh, sorry, my mic just dropped. Uh, who is going to beat that? Uh, nobody. nobody. Well, nope. NC State Great. will beat it in a couple weeks. Boy, don't even start with me. That's Go my, ahead and talk about your Wolfpack. That's my that's my undefeated Wolfpack. They had a big they had a big music. Win. Cue the music. They had a big win. Yeah, I'm going to get there. My team had a big old win on Saturday. I need to love. Okay. I need I need to lower the levels on that particular button because it's hard to hear us when we play it. Really? <laughs> um, my team, NC State, my sweetheart, uh, had a uh, actual an actual bit like a real I have a, a, a big win. If I'm Did you hear that stroke I just had there? 
<laughs> I did. I wanted to make sure you were okay. I almost just called you on my cell phone to make sure you were actually still okay. Ryan Finley, still in the midst of a great season, and the sole reason I even picked NC State as my sweetheart this year. 22 of 32, 257, and three touchdowns. He's playing a heck of a year, but the NC State defense forcing two picks. They, they beat Virginia 35-21. Big, uh, a big in-conference win. See, NC State... Again, undefeated. Yes, their game against West Virginia did get uh, canceled, which stinks. They got Boston College this week. I'm fully expecting a win at home against Boston College. Then the gauntlet at number four Clemson. There's your upset right there. That's where Clemson's dream comes to an end. Then they're at Syracuse. Those are two tough games right there. Then they come back. Clemson's dream comes to an end this weekend. Then they come back. And they uh, they they play a cupcake, um, FSU. Oh. Then after FSU, right? This is November eighth. We've yet to have this on our podcast. The I'm cupcake so bowl. Did I tell you I might go. The yeah, you should go. The cupcake bowl. That's what we're calling it. The cupcake bowl. No, we got We got to think of something better. The cupcake cup. Because don't they come in cups? Why don't Why don't we just call it the sweetheart bowl? Oh, I didn't mean, yeah, I didn't mean the cupcake. <laughs> Sorry. I said cupcake uh, earlier and I got cupcakes like, on my mind. What are you, what are you mind. doing? We've got to do like sweet, the sweetheart bowl presented by sweet tarts. You think you can call sweet tarts up? I I am going to, I am going to absolutely uh, live tweet that entire game and carry around a pack of sweet tarts with that's, me. That's and already gonna, been announced I'm for gonna, 630 kickoff, by the way. I'm going to plug that so hard like they're an actual real sponsor. I don't see another loss on this. I don't see a loss on this NC State schedule, by the way. Stop oh, by it. the way, they're ranked. They're 23rd. First time in the history of our sweetheart segment one of them has been ranked. I picked All well right. this year, baby. Let's let's get out of this. Let's talk about next week. Who do you have next week? All right. So next week, we go down the list here. Um, nothing really big on Thursday or Friday. No big matchups. But going into Saturday... Uh, we talked about Alabama-Arkansas. That's an 11 a.m. kickoff. If you want to hear about that, go to episode 13. Um, you've got uh, – this is a – I hate it when they have this game as an 11 a.m. kickoff. But it's 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 uh, Texas-Oklahoma this week. They had it a couple years ago and Oklahoma won. Now, and some, or, I'm sorry, lot, Texas won. A lot of times this is an 11. It might even be a tradition. I don't know if it's a tr- tradition. I hate it if it is. Um, but Oklahoma ranks seventh, and they're at home this year. No, sorry, it's at the Cotton Bowl. My bad. It is. It's always at the Cotton Bowl. Uh, and then Texas, secretly, and I told people not to freak out after they lost, they lost to Maryland. They're playing good football right now. They're, uh, mm. it, for all intents and purposes, this is the most intriguing Texas-Oklahoma game, Red River rivalry we've had in years. Yes. And so, how, uh, how close can Texas make this? I don't think they're going to make it close at all. Kyler Murray threw for six touchdowns and had a rushing TD the other day. It's it's not going to happen. I just don't see it. I think it'll be closer up until the end of the game. I think I think we I think we'll be surprised at what the score is in the third quarter. And if it is, I'm going to text you in the third quarter of this game with with the eyeball emojis. Go for it. I will I will be at a wedding on Saturday. But Oklahoma, I do think Oklahoma wins by at least 17 or 20 points by the end because Kyler Murray's too good. And Kyler Murray I've got him I've got him by 17. I think that's a good call. Um 
Uh, let's see. Uh, West Virginia will destroy Kansas. Um, I'm just yes. to be fair. I'm just scrolling just down the it off. list yeah. on ESPN right now. Um, okay, this one's at the top. Ooh, ooh. You have Florida State at Miami. Uh, Miami's a twelve and a half point favorite. Too high what or too low? Fight. What an absolute pillow fight. Uh, I'll take Miami there. No, you call it a pillow fight. Miami is, is heads and shoulders still better than FSU. Uh, Miami's, oh, absolutely, but neither of them are good. I mean, Miami's not a national title contender. They're not the eighth-ranked team like they came into the preseason as, and that's obvious, but FSU's so bad, man. So uh, bad. I know they beat Louisville, but that's how bad Louisville is. I, um, I also think LSU's going to trounce Florida, too. All right, all right. Here's here's a, here's a little interesting matchup about who could get uh, some footing in the uh, SEC East. You have Missouri. Uh, they get South Carolina. This is another 11 a.m. game. They're at South Carolina. This is their game, and then they're heading to Alabama next week. So Missouri, South Carolina, who are you taking? Uh, I will take – I'm going to take South Carolina here. Uh, you know what? Nah, I'll give it to Missouri. I think Drew Locke can throw for a lot of yards. Against South Carolina. I'm with you. Missouri still has not won a, com- a game in the conference yet. They're 0-1 so far in the SEC. They're so lost coming to Georgia. They didn't play horrible against Georgia, by the way. No. Only lost by 14. I'm not. I, I'm sticking with my preseason thing. I'm not big on Missouri. I wasn't preseason, and I'm not now. But I, eh, I don't feel South Carolina anymore. I tried to give them the benefit of the doubt last week, and they lost to Kentucky. Pretty handily. So I'm off South Carolina. I'm, I'm soft on... Missouri. Um, yeah. Yep. LSU. Oh, this is a good one. SEC game of the week. LSU, Florida. LSU. Just <sighs> the fifth ranked LSU, just a two point favorite in this game. That's obviously, unbelievable to me. Obviously, uh, Ben Hill Griffin Stadium is a tough place to play. It's probably tougher to play there during the day than it is at night. So, but two point favorite. Two points. Two yeah, points. Yeah, no. Florida, Florida is not back at all. I, mean, I think people overrated Mississippi State at the beginning of the year, including you and I. Yes. And that's why Florida looks – they sh- they're not a top 25 team. No. No, no, no. And and, and Felipe Franks is having a, a decent season. I thought he was going to have a bad season. He's having He's a no decent Joe year. Burrows. Joe Burrows not horrible either, but they're not in the uh, – they're not in the – upper echelon of quarterbacks in this conference by any stretch but LSU has more that they can rely on as a team Florida the only the only plus matchup in this game they have is the fact they're that they're at home um but I'm taking LSU by 10 this game's always closer than it should be but I think two is a little ridiculous I'm gonna take LSU by 14 here all right let's see here um uh That's Ohio State, a 26.5-point favorite over Indiana. That's uh, uh, I would give them more than that. UCF, is this the week they finally lose? They're at home against SMU. Who? SMU, Southern Methodist. Who Who are they playing? The Mustangs. They're playing uh, the University of Central Florida pillow fight. <laughs> Cotton uh, candy. Yeah, I don't, I don't know anyone by that name, so we're just going to skip it. Arizona State, I think, could upset Colorado this week. You That's like a four Arizona o'clock State. game. You just you skipped what? one of my favorite games of the week that I'm going to be watching. What's that? We will really. Kentucky is ranked 13 in the country right now. They're going to College Station, six o'clock kickoff. If if Kentucky can upset 
or if they can beat Texas A&M, it won't be an upset. I will can I will buy them. Yeah, I mean I'll be forced to, but I think yeah. uh, I think we're in that 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 time of the college football season where it's well, really that's all season long. Man, so many people are slaves at the moment. Guys, Kentucky is. I'm sorry. But Kentucky is not the 13th ranked team, and they're not better than Texas A&M. They're not. They could win now, it, sure, but they're just not. Mississippi State, bad. South Carolina, eh, not great. Hey, we saw that. And Florida, not good. And sure, whatever. They've won three games in the conference. They're 3-0 and in the SEC. They're about to go 3-1. and Yeah. They're now, playing, they're playing a something. real team. They're playing a real SEC team. Last week, Jade brought up a great point that we need to start doing upset watches and upset warnings like weather right oh yeah you like that i like that fine upset warning is going to be auburn on the road against mississippi state Ooh. auburn's going to start playing they have not played inspired football since the first half of that game against washington yeah and okay Uh, and the beginning of the game well no they were not in they had a stretch against lsu where they looked inspired um Auburn has not been playing inspired football this year. Mississippi State has been clowned on by both of us and everybody else. They're yeah. still looking for their first SEC win. That's a, that's a light for warning. That win. Uh, my upset, like I said, my upset watch is Arizona State at Colorado. I think they could upset the Buffalo. I like Arizona State. I like Herm Edwards. I like what they're doing up there. My upset warning is Notre Dame in Blattsburg against Virginia Tech. I 100% agree. I, I think that is a trap game for Notre Dame. I think they're going to come off, maybe look a little bit. They've got some Stanford hangover, and all of a sudden Virginia – I mean, Virginia Tech's offense was moving the ball. Stephen Peoples is a great back. And a great So, game. look, I, I'm, I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Notre Dame, you better score and score early and score often, my friends. <laughs> not, that I, not that I look at this here. Did we ever get Jade to do uh, – to, to do um... – uh, playoff picks. I don't think. Uh, yes, we did get Jade to do playoff picks. Does she? She's w- near you, right? I. You know what? I think we could bring her in. Well, I, I'm saying this because, like, I asked Lane. I don't know that I ever even brought it up. And now we just kind of have a running because I asked Lane, and, and she her first three were like spot on. And Lane's not a college. She doesn't heavily follow college right. football. She but watches, I mean, Lane did go to Alabama, though. She right? watches those with me. But she right. went but, Alabama. Hold on, where did Lane go before Alabama? Uh, she was hanging around Jeff State in Birmingham. I've got Jade Stoner here with me. Jade, do you remember your playoff picks? Do you remember your playoff picks? Yeah. What were they? You had Alabama. Of course. Um, I think I had Washington in there. Okay. Did you? Yeah, I feel like I did. Okay. I had another SEC school. Did I have Georgia? You had, you had Georgia, I think. And then the third school was really weird, I remember. Did I go Northwestern? I think you might have. I feel like I could have. So, uh, Either way, Jade's big on Northwestern. I don't know if you got to that part of the podcast. I know you were busy last week. That's her sweetheart this year. Oh, is it? So I think she may have been the first ever Pat's Interference host to pick both a sweetheart <laughs> as her playoff pick. You that, keep that... believing in them. Look, look, I, I'm i not saying you're wrong. I'm also not saying you're right. I mean, it's Anything probably too late for them. They're one in three. 
They're one and three. Okay, Brick. You don't really have all right, to say All right. All right. That's enough. <laughs> no, Thank I'm you, not, Jade. I'm actually not done. Um, oh, gosh. Lane picked hers in her first three. Like I said, we're very inspired. Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State. And I was like, damn. And she wasn't taking it, you know, like, like Jade putting in Northwestern. It wasn't an inspired pick. So she picked a fourth team just to she, – she shot her full court shot. Yeah. But it went over, over the backboard and into the stands. It, it hit a kid in the third row. It did. UCLA. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that. Now, to be fair, oh my gosh. to be fair, they did have a new hotshot coach, and I looked at her and said, there's a chance, man. There's, like, that's not... <laughs> oh, they've been bad. They play Washington, and they're 21-point dogs at home. It's bad. Look, the, the Chip Kelly. That's I, it's not his fault. I mean, I he will doesn't be have rooting anybody there. so hard for the Bruins to beat Washington because I'm not oh. big on Washington. Um, that's most of the big games. Uh, Stanford's got Utah. That's always a tough game, especially the later in the day you play Utah, the worse it seems to be. Uh, that's a nine thirty uh, central sorry, kickoff. Sorry to interrupt you. I did just find Jade's playoff picks in my phone. We were wrong. She did not have Northwestern. She had Alabama, Mississippi State, Washington, and Iowa. Oh, her picks are worse than Lane's. They were, yeah, they were worse than Lane's. And, uh, to be fair, Lane's weren't terrible. She no, Lane's three were teams good. That will probably if, still if you make it. Three and a team that just got the biggest teams, head coach hire. If you can get three or four playoff teams, you're good. I'm I'm clowning on Jade now. I can't. You clown should on clown Jade. on Jade. No, Jade, Jade? Was, Jade did so well on the podcast last week. I can't clown on her. I was an interesting pick. That's a t- yeah. That's that's pretty. And Mississippi State mainly because there were three teams that everybody thought might win it in the Big Ten, and I don't think Iowa was mentioned once. Oh well. Um, okay. Uh, Her Heisman okay, well, was two of those. So there you go. Heisman. We talked a little Heisman. Um, and we've I did text you. So you, hold on. I'm just going through this conversation. I did text you right after that. If UCLA makes it, I'll quit doing the podcast. Is what I texted you. Is that what you said? You, you went and I, found it. I, okay, I, so I we we that. texted about it, but we didn't. We haven't talked about it on here. Okay, well, um, I don't know. There's still wow. a shot for for them. What a I good guess. Time. If they won what every a game, a thousand to nothing. Is that it? Do we have anything else to talk about? Um, as of 19 minutes ago, Kelly Bryant officially got his release papers, so there is no chance that he comes back and plays this year. Okay, good to know. Good to know. I, I, I had heard that would be the case, but it's nice to know that's official. The Rockies um, is there are anything else you want to cover? The Rockies are leading the Cubs one to nothing, which doesn't matter because by the time I've uploaded this podcast, both the NL and AL games will have been played. But yeah, okay, there you go. Let's right. wrap it up, baby. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. Uh, you can find us on social media. We're at PI underscore podcast on Twitter at Pat's Interference, P-A-T apostrophe S Interference on Facebook. And uh, you can go to our website at patsinterference.com. You can email us at patsinterference at gmail.com. If you've noticed the website's been down lately, uh, you're correct. It has been down lately. Uh, It's back up. So you can go and listen to us there. Please give us reviews on iTunes, SoundCloud, anywhere that you can. Uh, That really helps us grow our brand. But we don't do it for the brand. We do it because we love you guys. We do it for the And we love college football. And we do it for the women. You know? We do it for our ladies. To get the girls. Right? I mean... Yeah. I mean, you've had, you know, you found Jade while doing this podcast. I did. And she put Iowa in her playoff. 
Yeah, I can see why you guys are on the rocks right now. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Trouble in paradise for sure. Uh, no, but anyway, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Brick, we used to say uh, uh, Roll Tide when we finished the podcast. We, we can no longer do that. What That's I true. think you should do, though, is I think Kirk Cousins should lead us out from now on. I can do uh, that. And I will, I will set this up. I'll tee it up. And I'll say, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Uh, and you can let us know if you, like you play Kirk Cousins. Yeah, there we go. So we'll, we'll try it now. We'll try it now. I like I'll Kevin say, Garnett, too. I'll say, let us know if you liked this. Oh, wait, no. What did I just say? I've already. <laughs> Gosh. Oh, I made boy. it too convoluted. I tried to do this on the fly. We should have talked about it before. We're talking yeah. about practice, man. All right. Let's see. I have to be. Uh, mm-hmm. All right. So you, what you said was, let us know if. You like that? Sound good? That's good. All right, so here we go. Ready? We'll we'll try it one more time. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. And let us know if you like that.